I think what I got out of it was how to explain different concepts to my patients using, I guess, more simple terms than what I do now. Sometimes my explanations are a bit convoluted and they are still like medical or Chinese medicine jargon. But with the analogies that they've provided in this book, I think it paints a clearer picture for someone who doesn't understand all of that jargon. Welcome back to Do With Us, a series of the Forever Young podcast. We release episodes on the 16th of every month. If you're new here, feel free to subscribe and follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Charlene and I'm joined by Tim. Hey, how are you guys? Uh, well, I'm going to guess that was for me. I am well. Yeah, how are you? One... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it is just you. <laughs> I keep forgetting that this is this is just between me and you. Yeah. It's nice. I am well. I am enjoying the reading since it's like nice and cold. The weather is like super cold because it's winter in Melbourne right now. So it's like curling up with a warm cup of tea and then just like getting under the sheets and just reading. It's a very cozy activity to do. Yeah, that's super nice. I feel like especially when it's in colder weather, I find it so hard to find motivation to read let alone do work. I think reading is one thing that I find easier with the cold weather. I think when the weather is warm, I find it hard to sit still and just be like, let me sit and read when there's all these activities outside or things like that that I could be doing. Mm, it's like your your time that you can take for yourself to find like peace and stuff sort of thing. Is that... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, winter is kind of that stillness, and I think we found that by reading this book this month, haven't we? Yes. What is this book that we've been reading? So this month we've been reading Between Heaven and Earth by Harriet Benfield and Ephraim Korngold, and I believe it was published in 1992, so a little bit ago. Yeah, but I feel like we didn't butcher the author's names this time around <laughs> compared to last last time so that's a, that's a positive for us i feel like that's a win it's progress so this book um what type of book is it uh sorry we we cut out halfway but this book is a Chinese medicine introductory book, I'm guessing is what you're trying to say. Oh, I don't know if you've said it yet. But uh, yeah, I think this is a good, another good introductory book that helps starts the Do With Us series so that like, we know as well as the listeners know sort of the baseline of what to expect from like, Chinese medicine and the differentiation between like, Western medicine and Chinese medicine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, it is a little bit simpler to understand, I guess, than the previous one. Um, I think the language they use and the imagery is quite simple. And they, the way or the reason they wanted to write this book, this is a quote from the book, was they set out to explain their sense of what Chinese medicine is, how it thinks, how it works and what it can do. So this book is a bit of like, 
um, their the author's experience of Chinese medicine rather than a, a kind of objective look at the theories. Did you find that that voice of them when you were reading the book? Yeah, definitely. They even added some like anecdotes of what they experienced along their journey. So I thought that was really like nice. It's like a bit personal when you're reading about education books that you don't really find too often. Yeah, definitely. And because they are Americans and they have that Western background, the way they describe the theories and the analogies they use were very simple to understand from people coming from Western culture. Because some of these um, theories and topics, I guess, if you've listened to the podcast previously, sometimes we've found it difficult to be able to explain these things coherently. Coherently? <laughs> coherently yeah yeah that word Coherently, yeah yeah that's the right word yeah <laughs> um yeah so this book kind of uses a lot of imagery to help you understand what they're talking about yeah definitely i feel like this book is super pragmatic as well in terms of like um they run you through what to expect they even have like questionnaires and stuff that you can relate to and try yourself which I thought was really cool. Yeah, definitely. And they also said that the book can be read out of order. So if there's an area or a chapter that you find um, interesting and you want to learn about first, then you can do that. So the way it is structured, it's logical if you want to read it fr like front cover to back cover, but also out of, um, out of order makes sense as well. Yeah, or if, if you... Because there's, like I was saying before, there's like questionnaires and stuff. So if you ever want to like find out about your friends or your family, like what kind of person type are you? We'll go more into that later on. But like you can learn about like Chinese medicine diagnosis that you can keep referring back to and comparing. And you don't need that like strong Chinese medicine background or culture. Yeah. Did you feel that? Yeah, I did. And I think the book is kind of targeted towards beginners. So not even like um, first or second year students, just beginners who have heard of Chinese medicine and want to learn more. There's yeah, so much information that they can take in just from this book rather than having to go through a different, um, a whole bunch of different resources. So I think, yeah, definitely would recommend it for beginners or for people just wanting to know a bit more about Chinese medicine. Yeah, for sure. Did you did you find because you've obviously done your uni course, did you find like you got much out of this book? I think what I got out of it was how to explain different concepts to my patients using I guess more simple terms than what I do now. Sometimes my explanations are a bit convoluted and they are still like medical or Chinese medicine jargon. But with the analogies that they've provided in this book, I think it paints a clearer picture for someone who doesn't understand all of that jargon. What yeah, about you? I, yeah, I think, I think you. I remember you talking about this previously, where you're like, right, I think there's too many analogies <laughs> in this book. They got too much. Like, my mind, my mind is like straining under the pressure of all these analogies that's being thrown around. Yeah, I definitely found 
that when they explained the concept, they painted too many, for me personally, too many pictures and my mind was jumping from like one analogy to the next when we're still discussing one idea. And for me personally, that was confusing, but that might be because I already understand the topics and generally I don't like a lot of different analogies because I know you really enjoyed the imagery that the book provided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think I get what you mean when you're trying to explain something and you have they have to use another explanation analogy to explain the explanation analogy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So Yeah. That was a little bit confusing for me, but I guess as you said, I know the concepts and the theories already. So maybe that was a little bit why I found it confusing. But if you are a beginner and you have read the book, let us know if you, if those pictures and imagery and those analogies really helped you. Because I feel like they would. Yeah, I, I really like that there was this one analogy they used about the gardener. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more in the next segment in terms of like, uh, Chinese medicine or like being a practitioner as being seen as the gardener um, do you think it's a spoiler if we talk about it briefly or um, it's a quick spoiler but I think it's I think it's a good uh, picture to give so I'm just going to read the quote from the book and this is the spoiler alert for that quote if you do want to pause it <laughs> and mute it for the next uh, five ruined. seconds um, they ruined the book for me <laughs> So the quote is, the garden was nature, the living earth, the human person, the biosphere, the circle of all life. When people are like gardens, then doctors are like gardeners. The role of the Chinese doctor is to cultivate life. Does that speak to you? Do you feel like a gardener cultivating life? Uh, yeah, yes. Yes, I do now. <laughs> now, I, I think that's... There's so much more depth that you can talk about it from just explaining it from that in terms of like like taking care of the plants, like fertilizer, weather. There's, there's just so much you can draw from like deep diving just from that one analogy. I think it's a but, good... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think it's a good overview and even from that sh like little quote even without deep diving you can kind of start to put together okay if the person is the gar um, garden and the Chinese doctor is the gardener you yourself can form a picture of what the Chinese medicine doctor is doing already even without the book or us explaining it without going into it it's quite simple to understand yeah it's not just like the traditional western doctor where it's just like we're just here to patch you, and then you can head on out the doors that way. Just make sure you pay your pay your fees, and then, yeah, that's it. It it really is all about that sort of nurturing, nourishing sort of helping your garden, which is like your mind and your body, as a practitioner, is it's beautiful. It is. So, what did you get out of the book? Or what do you what do you feel is um, is worth it. I, for me, my five element theory is not that strong. And I think this book really focuses a lot of like uh, yin yang and the five, five aspect theory in terms of how to treat people 
with like fire, water, earth, metal, and wood. And I think this book really, really covers that ex extensively, not just like physically what to expect, but also like emotionally and mentally. Uh, but that was most of it in terms of that for me, yeah. Yeah, I think they go into really good detail, but also not overcomplicating the five phases theory. Um, the way that they apply it to, I guess, people and personalities was really interesting because I don't think well, we don't learn five phases or five elements being applied to people in our degree. So I thought it was really interesting, especially that questionnaire um, trying to relate to which of the phases you are. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk more about that in the next segment as well. I feel like I'm really interested <laughs> to see what kind of person you are. <laughs> so, uh, as soon as I read one of them, sorry, <laughs> uh, but yeah, as soon as I read one of them, I'm like, that's classic Charlene right there. Oh no, I, I wonder but if yeah, it's no. the one that I got on my questionnaire. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out, we'll find out. So, last question before our deep dive. Do you think it was worth the money? Uh, for the amount we paid, which was for free, it was pretty <laughs> worth it. But I think the average book goes around $54 for the hardcover. And it was around $12, if I'm not wrong, for the Kindle or the ebook. Uh, Australian or US dollars? US, US, sorry. Yes, so it probably add a few more bucks on the end of both, but I think it is worth it definitely if you're interested in learning more what kind of person you are or learning more about like Chinese medicine. What about you? Do you think it was worth it? I think it was worth it. Um, I really enjoyed the last few chapters that talked about treatment and food and how to incorporate, I guess, herbs and the Chinese medicine into your diet. And they give some recipes as well. And as you know, I'm all about Chinese medicine, food as medicine. So yeah, I do recommend it if that's one aspect that you're looking to incorporate as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, before we before we cut off this, this spoiler-free segment, I kind of want to talk about the title as well, which is like Between Heaven and Earth. What did you think that meant before we started reading the book? I, uh, I thought it was one of those like really philosoph, philosoph. Oh my gosh, my words are gone. But like very <laughs> based in Chinese medicine theory, and it was just going to be very um, Chinese medicine theory is like this, and looking at the Taoist thought and things like that. And I thought. It was going to be very much like the previous book we read, explaining the philosophy between East and West. And I guess between heaven and earth is the person. So how that kind of relates to us as people and how Chinese medicine relates to a person, I guess? Yeah. No. I don't know. I completely, <laughs> no, I completely agree. I, I thought it was really cool in terms of like, you can relate that, like, obviously between heaven and earth is us because we're the ones connecting the two. But also you could view, like, Chinese medicine as between heaven and earth where some people believe Chinese medicine is, like, all airy-fairy, all that, like, magical, mystical sort of stuff. And some people believe the opposite, which is, like, oh, it's just all placebo, it's all part of the dirt, there's nothing real, it's all snake oil sort of thing. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's none of them. It's it's the between where it's like it has a systematic flow that people can understand and has like an order to it, but it's also going with the going with the flow of like how magical it is in itself. Yeah, yeah. Am I talking out of my? No, it behind? it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me because, yeah, there's so many perceptions of Chinese medicine, and especially when this book was written as well. I mean, I, I, Chinese medicine is more accepted now, but I guess when the when the book was written, I, and they talk about it as well in the book that they're bringing this new medicine, this new concept to the West. And so it is bridging that, like, it's not heaven and it's not earth. It's in the middle. It's the between. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. But that being said, that was the first segment of this episode where we went through what to expect from the book.、Um, I think we both gave it the thumbs up in terms of wanting to buy it if you want to read it. So if you are interested in getting the book and don't want any spoilers, this is a good time to hit pause. And give it a read before the next segment, where we cover all the stuff inside, all the good, all the good stuff, all the stuff. All right, you have been warned. Woo! Welcome back. This is the full spoiler segment now, so we're going to talk about all the nitty gritties and all the good bits of the book now. So, if you haven't read it, can't blame can't blame any of us. To be fair, but yeah, yeah, all of the spoiler alerts. Yeah, all of. <laughs> the, I feel like for education books, it's not that. Ba- it's not like a movie or like a show. If if you get spoiled information, yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. And if、yeah. anything, if you read or if you listen to someone speak about it, it kind of encourages you more to be like, okay, I want to find that section in the book, or maybe I missed that. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like that's very interesting. I don't want to hear these two bozos talk about it. I want to <laughs> read it for myself.、So、yeah, yeah. So I think that's I think that's a good point too. Um. So let's let's talk about what's what's one thing you want to talk about. This book now that you've been free of restrictions and no need to hold back. I guess one of the things that you mentioned was the analogies part because there's so many in there, and I guess one interesting one that I thought or remembered was the chicken and the egg. Which one came first? Which one did come first? I feel like that's like an age-old question that everyone's like. <laughs> But the chicken had to lay the egg, so it had to be the chicken if you wanted the egg. Well, I yeah, I guess it relates. Well, the way the book, this book, puts it is that the Chinese medicine theory doesn't separate the cause from the effect. So this relates to the previous book we read, the web that has no weaver. If you haven't listened to that podcast, you should, because this、yeah. explains. Yeah, we go into this cause and effect、um, theory about yin and yang as well. And I guess in Chinese medicine, the chicken makes the egg. So the chicken is the yang, and the egg is the yin. So the yang generates the yin. 
but the chicken grows out of the egg, so the yin produces the yang. Have I lost you? Mm. No, 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 that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, so in this way, they're mutually generating. So the linear logic of which one came first doesn't really apply as much in Chinese medicine theory, and it's more about how they interact. So it's more about that, like generating and、um, creation process. So in that way, they're inseparable. That one didn't come first. Yeah. Oh, it it doesn't matter if the egg came first or the chicken came first. All that matters is the process of how, if it was the egg that came first, it produced the chicken, and if the chicken came first, it produced the egg, and that endless sort of cycle where one cannot occur without the other is like that relationship that Yin and Yang share is how I think they wanted to try and tell the analogy. Yeah, I think so as well, and I think it. Also, kind of makes you think about this is kind of unrelated train of thought, but it also makes、mm-hmm. you think about the doctor and the patient relationship, and how like the doctor helps the patient, but the doctor also like relies on the patient to help them help、yes. the patient. So it's like、um, mutually kind of generating and interdep in like. Relying on each other, whereas I find Western、mm. medicine a little bit is you go to the doctor and then you rely on the doctor and you wait for the doctor to tell you what to do, what the treatment is, and to do everything. You're kind of like a bystander in your own health. Yes, in your、Something. own body, you're、yeah. just like you're just looking and hearing, but the doctor's like do this for your own body, and that's all you are. You're just like a piece of meat in a box. And your mind is inside the box, and the doctor is just trying to help you cure your box problems. Yeah, and I think it yeah. go. Yeah, the analogy that they use in this book is Western medicine is like a mechanic. I think they diagnose、mm-hmm. the problem, they fix the problem, they do everything, and you just kind of are along for the ride. Whereas the Chinese medicine analogy, which is the gardener.、Um, It it's kind of like cultivating life, so they help the plants to grow, but they don't do all of the work. The plants need the sunlight, the water, the soil, all of these other things that the gardener kind of helps to nourish, but doesn't actually provide for them. Yeah, what 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 does that sort of mean, in terms of like like ana- Analogous wise, like sure, the sunlight, the soil, whatever. But how do you translate that in terms of Chinese med? That Chinese med has that Western med doesn't, other than just through that analogy. Does that make sense? Um, are you talking about how the brings the balance back into、yeah. the body and kind of giving the body the tools to help, like heal itself? Yeah, like how how can the patient help themselves in that aspect rather than just being the Western med, sit along for the ride sort of thing? Yeah, I think in Chinese medicine, it's I mean the doctor helps by doing the acupuncture and the herbal medicine, or prescribing the herbal medicine, but it's up to the patient to actually take the herbs. In that way, they're helping themselves, 
And the other aspect is, I think it's called Yangshan, where it's like your lifestyle and taking um, care of your body. So we pre- like prescribe diet, exercise, like things like Tai Chi and Qigong and things to help calm the mind as well. So Chinese medicine takes a like, holistic look at everything. And we try to provide the tools for the patient and the person to kind of take control of their own health and to be able to help themselves. That way, once they stop coming to us, they still have the tools to live a healthy, balanced life. Yeah, exactly. I think that's I think that's so important too for like um, medicine or like giving patients the right to like empower themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like. Sure, you only see the practitioner or the doctor for like 30, 30, 30 minutes to an hour. But like when I go home, I'm just going to, it's just going to come back. Like everything's just going to slowly go back. If I have like a bad lifestyle, all my diseases and all my problems are just going to come back straight away. So I think that's super important the comparison between the two. Yeah, definitely. And sorry, I'm just going to move on to, I talked about this already previously, but I want to know the questionnaire. You mentioned that you read one and you immediately thought that that was me. And I want to know which one. I'm very impatient right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Before that, uh, I kind of want to run through the five different aspects, uh, five different phases. And so you as the listener, if anything that you feel like you can be like oh yeah that that sounds like me or you can relate with just be like keep a mental note like this is the kind of person i am and if something were to go wrong these were the problems that i could be facing or something like that are you um, going to so, use sorry are you going to yeah, use the sorry. titles that they gave i am okay I am good i love those they're, they're very mythical in terms of the titles that they've given each category so there's five that's why they're called the five phase theory but so when they talk about this book they explain that fundamentally at the very root of each person you are one of these but you can have overlapping categories or like these different aspects build like a reverse pyramid so like at the base you're always one of them and then you slowly build, like, you can overlap with other ones as well. So, to start things off, the first one is called the Pioneer. So, as a Pioneer, you are bold, adventurous. You have a spirit, like, you want to break through things and just cover new sort of ground and overcome any sort of difficulty. So, you're more, like, action-orientated. You want to seek, like, new challenges and stuff to keep pushing and you do best under pressure, so you you like, uh, you like and admire people with like speed, novelty, or skill, and you like it's like sort of the adventurous kind of kind. You're there to invent, create, explore, sort of, um, sort of personality type. So this is under the wood aspect that we'll cover more. Um, if you have any problems or any complications you tend to be more intolerant or impatient and your emotions are more volatile so stuff like um let's see like uh you might feel 
like physiological stuff so like headaches or musk uh, muscle spasms and stuff like that or like high blood pressure think about it like uh, a rabbit where you're always bouncing around you're like super energetic and you're always about yeah freedom of life sort of thing um do you do you think you, this is who i think you are charlene a pioneer shall we go through all of them yeah let's, all then, right, let yeah. me go through all of them yeah sure so the next one is the philosopher this is the water type so as the philosopher you tend to seek truth and explore hidden mysteries through yourself so it's more like an introspective sort of self-contained person so you tend to analyze things more internally and you look at things more critically and but also like scrutinize things that aren't too sort of what you like so you you tend to like more to like look for the understanding and knowledge but you tend to be more like you prefer to be more hidden and enigmatic and anonymous so the problems with these and the complications are you tend to be emotionally inaccessible sometimes and you feel more isolated and lonely at times as well so this sort of things physiologically can cause hardness of arteries, backache, or loss of libido, is what you tend to see yourself have. The next one is called the peacemaker. This is the earth type. This is your more stable, centered, and relaxed. You tend to be want to be more involved and needed, but you don't really like the limelight when this happens. Uh, you're agreeable and accommodating and you tend to seek harmony and togetherness and insist on loyalty and security. So the problems and complications with this is often worrying and obsession and self-doubt. You meddling and overprotectiveness is also a common flaw as well. And you tend to suffer from physiological things like lethargy, indigestion, unruly appetites and water retention. Sometimes I think this particular type has unrealistic expectations and through those unrealistic expectations they can be often disappointed as well. Uh, the next phase is the alchemists. They are the metal archetype and they tend to observe and study and analyze phenomenon to extract principles and fundamentals more. Uh, they like having structure and definitions of things as well as discipline. So very rigid, very strong, and they respect virtues and discretion and authority. So these people tend to seek to life to, uh, when they're looking at life, they want reason and principle, and they hold themselves as well as others to a very high standard. So the complications with this one is they're very indifferent and tend to be very strict and persnickety. <laughs> First time I've heard of that word. But it's more like that sort of formal and distant where you tend to leave people at an arm's distance and you're more sort of self-righteous and disillusionist for that sort of stuff. So physiologically similar sort of traits where you have stiff joints, muscles, dry skin, like very rigid, very hard to move, not very with the winds flowing. Do you know what this one uh, reminded me of? Yeah, who? <laughs> Not a person, but just at like anime, Full Metal Alchemist. Yes, because it's yes. like 
like alchemist, but then also metal. And I was just like, ooh, I wonder if they got this from that. Yeah, I think, I think uh, this book came before Fullmetal yeah. Alchemist. Sorry, so. I meant they like uh, the anime was like based off oh, of like yeah, based on the this? high elements wow, that theory because it is like yeah. elements. That's true. They do cover all the elements. Now that I think about it. Except wood. Oh. Uh, sort yeah, of, kind uh, of. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. about that one. Anyways, I'll let you continue. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> the last one, which is the fire archetype, is called the wizard. So this archetype is magnetic, exciting. They're, like, they're inspirational. And when they talk about things, you feel like you can really like get behind it, even if it's something like completely stupid but they're really like the sort of salesmen where they can make you believe in dreams and really like feel what they're feeling so these this kind of type prefers to relish in excitement and delights in intimacy and stuff like that they're very intuitive and passionate as well as empathetic they it's like a very charismatic and full of power and love sort of thing so i think these guys tend to be more sort of frantic when Things tend to turn sour. They're more sort of frantic, agitated, anxious. That sort of like too much energy and not knowing how to release it. So stuff like nervousness and palpitations can often happen, as well as insomnia or sweating and rashes. So very heat and hot sort of symptoms, which makes sense because they're fire. They're the fire type. So yeah, and that's that's sort of all five of them. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for informing you. us. So, yeah. which... Do I have to guess which one you thought I was, or... Yes, yes. See, guess. my... Without doing the questionnaire, just mm -hmm. reading the things, I thought yep. I might be liver, the wood, um, the... What was it? Um, the pioneer. The pioneer. Mm -hmm. Because I, yeah, I have aspects of liver and pioneer energy. But then at the same time, yep. more so like I also kind of relate to the earthy. I forget. What is mm -hmm. the earthy earth one? Peacemaker. The peacemaker. So I feel like I have aspects of both. And without doing the questionnaire, I would say I'm probably one of those two yeah what do you think I definitely yeah i definitely that's exactly how i characterized you as well. it's like she's like this one and this one but when she's like super stressed she shows like more signs of this one and i was like oh very cool very cool what about you um, i i don't know i'm very confused i should do the the questionnaire myself i didn't have time but you should but is there okay we'll do a process of elimination then right yeah if, that's, you, that's if how nothing I did immediately well, yeah. drops out at you i, I think the yeah sorry you no no you go i'm curious um, as I'll, to what you think i think i like boiled it down to like philosopher is what i would probably characterize myself as where tend to like not like tend to like holding back and being hidden 
a lot of like self introspection is very how I see myself where I like to like uncover the truths particularly about myself learning about myself as well and all all the problems that they have as well as I've also feel like I've also suffered where I feel very detached from my emotions sometimes and not having that ability to connect with myself emotionally I also think maybe you have aspects of the earth type in you do you earth type <laughs> yeah am, what, am I over meddling and overprotective? yeah probably <laughs> yeah I see it and agreeable and accommodating wanting yeah. wants to be all things to all people seeks harmony and togetherness and I think you're very about like the harmony and then like you want everyone to be comfortable and not that it's a flaw, but at times you put so many people above yourself and I feel like you're that like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like that caring, nurturing type, which is the earth type. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I, I think you could see that as well. Like... I just find it easier to take care of other people than it is myself. You know what I mean? But how how, how did you go? Because you actually took the quiz, right? I did. I took it just before bed and after a long day of work. So oh, no. I feel like, like, like the most maybe... critical about yourself. <laughs> yeah. So I actually got that I was the earth type. So the... I see that. The peacemaker. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was... But strangely enough, I did not... Because it tells you to pick, like, your highest few scores. The wood, the um, pioneer one, was not at all high on mine. Interesting. Yeah. What was the top two for you? Um, The... Well, the top one was the earth, but then the next two that are kind of, like... um, similar numbers were the water and the metal water and the metal yeah i wonder if i just had like a strange day and i was just feeling not like myself because i would not have picked those for me at all yeah that's that's super the metal as well i mean i i I feel (laughs) like people are so much so complex where it's like i think everyone can sort of like dip their toes into all five categories oh yeah maybe it's just the stiff joints part like i I don't (laughs) see the metal at all i don't don't see it to be honest so what were the aspects of metal metal again so the metal uh, also known as the alchemist prefers structure order that sort of where you want to like you hold yourself to high standards and other people at, at, at that very high standard as well. So you you live more by, like, reasons and principles and logic rather than, like, emotions, feelings, with that sort of stuff. So when you have complications... Yeah, I wouldn't have picked that for me. ...persnickety <laughs> and very strict, pretty much, where you kind of crack the whip, which I, I, I guess hmm. I can see you sort of crack the whip and beat people up <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it's this sort of like self-righteousness and disillusionment is when 
you have complications. Not saying that you do. I'm, just saying <laughs> I'm so <that>. disillusioned. <laughs> <laughs> but when but you yeah, were that's... when you were reading yeah. through these, did you? I'm like, did you think that Nick and B, because we're forever young, did you think mm-hmm. that they were one specific type, or did you read this and go, oh my gosh, this is one of them? Because I'm curious. I didn't. I didn't have any particular category for them that they fell into. But, yeah, I just wanted to know if you did. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. B is definitely a wizard. He's <laughs> the fire type for sure. Like, I feel like he he tends not to show it because he's so charismatic. But that's that's all part of the wizard's trait. Like. <laughs> it's the magic. I've got you, B. <laughs> yeah, th- there was a great analogy that they put in there as well where it's like, they could convince you the wonders of, like, a can opener. <laughs> this can open your can without you doing anything. You can't do that with your normal hands. But it, at the end, of the, you're like... And then when you buy the product, you're like, yeah, this is a can opener. And you don't even feel bad because you know it's a can opener. But just having that person convince you how amazing this can opener is, beautiful. He's a wizard. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think B is, B is that sort of wizard type. What about um, Nick? Nick, I can see as a pioneer. I think he's a very strong pioneer. Across with um, the wizard as well, or the alchemist. I think, but I think predominantly, Nick is always there to like push, push through whatever challenge he is. Doesn't matter if like it's like like stop, Nick. You you gotta calm down. You gotta slow down, dude. He's like, nah, I gotta keep pushing. <laughs> And it, it, it hits that extreme point where it's just like, dude needs to chill <laughs> and relax to like come back and enjoy himself as well. So, but yeah, I think that's just my personal opinion. I think those two should take the questionnaires themselves. And you should too. I should too. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're very right. And then let us know which one you are. Yeah. Even the listeners, I would love to hear more about you if you tell me what sort of type you are. We could like. Just talk about it in the chat. That would be nice. Anyway, let's let's sort of talk about um, the more treatments. And how, how did you find the rest of the book other than the analogies or the five aspects that they talked about? I really liked how they incorporated the treatment when talking about the five aspects because I think one thing that is confusing is how to relate the Chinese medicine theories to the treatment that we provide and um, so what they did in the book was they provided a case study of like Sally comes in sees me she presents with all of this and for Sally I'm gonna do these type of points to rebalance these organs and this energy to affect the chi like this um, and then prescribe these herbs and things like that. I think that was done really well and it was very clear what they were trying to achieve um, with the treatments, which I guess in Chinese medicine can be a little bit confusing. Yeah, I, I, comple- yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I feel like they did such a good job of making it more like a practical sort of guide rather than just being an education book where you can be like, oh, that's really good knowledge. It's more just like, try this yourself. Like, you have you think that you're this type of um aspect or whatever this is what this guy would go through and they really run through the whole sort of like case study 
and yeah i thought that was really that was really like in depth how they cover not just like the organs that they talk about that's been affected they talk about the emotions that's been affected as well um i i really like that how they cover the physical mental and like emotional side physical mental and emotional yes side of you and later on the book they also provide acupressure points that you can kind of press on yourself and a bit of like self-treatment which is really interesting because I've apart from in Chinese medicine texts I've never seen uh acupuncture slash acupressure points described to help people locate them so I really like that they incorporated that and also the little recipes that they've added at the end um including that include incorporate herbal medicine into into just your diet into your everyday cooking which is great love it yeah seriously like so much of the knowledge it's not just knowledge it's like applicable knowledge that you can do as well and i think they they had a they had like a self-diagnosis questionnaire as well where it's like if you're suffering from this what kind of aspect is it is it like a should you try um like a purging sort of formula or a treatment or should you try a tonifying sort of treatment like where should you go from a chinese medicine perspective for your condition and yeah I, I thought that was really really fun i feel like this is such an interactive book when it comes to that sort of stuff so i really like that as well yeah definitely more of a practical guide than a textbook you would say exactly yeah for sure and they they also covered this aspect of what it feels like to have acupuncture or what it, like how to take your herbs as well which i thought was like interesting kind of weird it's like you've already presumed that presumed that they're going to take herbs and acupuncture and like what to expect it's like a clinician book form of being like so you're taking acupuncture. You'll feel this sort of feeling, but it's very different and individualized to each person. Or you're taking herbs. This is how you cook the herbs. Like, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I also think of it as kind of that um, informed consent. Like, so people know what they're getting before they actually buy into it. Like with acupuncture, everyone does experience it differently. I mean, you may have that, warm fuzzy feeling or it might be like achy or you might just suddenly burst into tears I mean I've done that in I don't know how many acupuncture sessions or just you know it's so different and it's so specific to what you're experiencing at that time and I don't think anyone ever says that before you go into your acupuncture treatment they never say you know these are what you should expect it's only once you get in and you're speaking to the practitioner they tell you that you know you should expect these type of things so i think it's yeah. great yeah I, i've really come to appreciate the book as well for saying that sort of stuff because no one no one tells you until you're actually committed to that treatment of acupuncture as well but on that note um, we hope this book offers some insight for you into the foundation of Chinese medicine from a Western perspective, because I feel like they covered a lot of texts and stuff from the West rather than being brought up from the East and stuff, which 
fits us perfectly. And we would just like to thank you for listening to Do With Us. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group for the book discussion. And... And we've been the Forever Young podcast, or Do With Us podcast, and we'll read with you next time. Bye. Bye.